The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports today, SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. This is your spot for the latest in the NBA, Major League Baseball, college basketball, of course, in the NCAA tournament, and NFL free agency. Davis Maddock and I get you every day from noon to 2 Eastern. If you're just tuning in for the first time here on the show, welcome aboard. Follow us on SportsGrid, no doubt about that. Here are our headlines as we start off the second hour of the show. LeBron James announced yesterday, now part owner of the Boston Red Sox, so his legacy continues now in Major League Baseball. I thought he was a Yankees fan, or I thought he was an Indians fan. I guess he's now a Red Sox fan, that's for sure. Not the best news for Giants catcher Buster Posey, who did not play last year. He has had hip issues in the past, sidelined again this spring. They're saying it's not major, but it is a catcher with a hip issue, so we'll have to keep an eye on this. No doubt Joey Bart's debut could come sooner than later. Tonight in the NBA, Milwaukee at Philadelphia, Clippers at the Dallas Mavericks. Those are a couple of the good games. We also previewed Brooklyn at Indiana. If you go back, watch On Demand. Gave you a pick against the spread in that game. And the Orioles finalize a one-year deal with third baseman Michael Franco. Michael Ice, their general manager, will be with us here on the show tomorrow. We'll talk about that and some other fantasy possibilities. And Davis, we're clearly waiting at this point for NFL free agency to kick into high gear. We want a destination for Juju Smith-Schuster and Kenny Galladay and John McClain, who's covered the Houston Texans for as long as I think that they've been a team in Houston tweeted out about an hour ago that he expects Deshaun Watson to be traded. We all expect Deshaun Watson to be traded, but I'll say what I said to you a month ago and Joe Pizapia two months ago. What is the rush if you are Houston? You hold the keys to the kingdom here. Everybody wants your peace. Everyone wants your asset. I would take this right up until the pick is in. There is no reason for Houston to do anything else. Find out the team that wants you the most, Wait till one minute if you have to before the draft and get as much as you can and then you make the deal. Well, what advantage do they have right for making a trade right now? The answer is none. Well, and also their most natural trade partner, the Miami Dolphins, it seems like they are dropping out because the Dolphins, if they wanted to, they could offer Tua himself. Then they could offer multiple firsts. Like they, the Dolphins have two picks in the first round this year, and then obviously first corresponding into the future. They also, you know, if the Texans were trying to get like other young talent, I mean, they could, they have some uh, young defensive players. They have uh, Byron Jones, they have Mike Gasicki, other guys. But it seems like the Dolphins are not really interested in trading for Deshaun Watson. It seems like they're pretty much ready to ride into the season, ride into the future with Tua as their quarterback. The other team, uh, the New York Jets just signed Corey Davis in free agency to add, you know, more help to whatever quarterback ends up starting there. I, I thought for this whole time, the Dolphins should be in on them. Another team that hasn't been talked about a ton as a destination for the Bears or for Watson is the Chicago Bears. Reportedly, they just offered three first round picks for Russell Wilson and they were rebuffed by the Seattle front office. The Bears could offer three first round picks and whatever else, you know, whatever flotsam on their roster that the Houston Texans might want. Now, is that the best deal available? No, because it doesn't give the Texans automatically a starting quarterback, right? And and the Miami Dolphins deal does. The New York Jets deal would give them a, a quarterback to rebuild with right away. So the the number of destinations of guys who are dwindling and can offer good deals, right now it really looks like the Panthers and the Jets. 
Yeah, I, I still am, am not going to discount the Raiders from this either. I just, for some reason, I feel like at the last minute, they may jump into this thing, send Carr over there. I don't, I don't know what the cap situation is with the Raiders, so I can't speak to that. But I, I don't completely feel comfortable knowing that Carr is, is the quarterback again going into next year. I don't think they do. So I, I just wouldn't be shocked with that. It seems like a Raider-ish type move to just completely change everything that they're doing. But but Davis, they don't have the the pick assets, right? That, that Houston would want. Yeah, they they definitely do not have the pick assets. And I mean, if you're talking about you look at the jet, you look at the Jets' offer, which could be Sam Darnold plus the number two overall pick, right? Well, then you look at the Raiders' offer where it's Derek Carr the number 15 pick, I think, or the 16 pick is what Las Vegas has. I mean, it, it's not even close. I mean, the, the only way the Raiders win this sweepstakes is if everyone else drops out, right? If, if the Jets say, we're good, we're taking Zach Wilson, the Panthers say, we're good, we're riding with Teddy, you know, that, I mean, that's really the only way that the Raiders win. Cause I, I don't, I mean, maybe they, maybe they really want rugs or something like that. I don't know. But I, I think the Raiders are definitely interested, but I don't know if they have uh, the, the ammo to get it done. Yeah. Well, the Houston Texans did sign Tyrod Taylor to a one year, $12 million contract. Also, the Miami Dolphins signed Jacoby Brissett to a one year deal. So he'll back up to uh, or whoever else is the quarterback in Miami in 2021. All right. From football to baseball, we go. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Phillies outfielder Bryce Harper, who had a nice long conversation yesterday with the media talking about some of the things that he thinks that baseball needs to do to highlight their players and become more fan friendly and also talks about his history watching baseball as a young kid. So we'll have that for you coming up. Also the Raz slam draft that we've been talking about all week long continues three picks. We're going to review coming up on the show from myself, Davis and Brett. And then of course we got the sports grid 60 where we discuss just simply all kinds of different topics here on the show. So make sure you stay on the grid with us right here on sports grid and SportsGrid.com. Follow us on Twitter as well at sports grid. And in addition to that, don't forget to catch our in-game live show starting noon Eastern on Friday. Davis Maddock will be hosting with you guys, watching four hours of college basketball, betting, tournaments, everything that you can imagine. March Madness is here for us on SportsGrid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to fantasy sports today. One of the interesting players in Major League Baseball for sure. And one of the more outspoken through the years has been Bryce Harper, of course, with the Philadelphia Phillies. And Harper playing in spring training games, played his first outfield, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday as well. Has been kind of just working his way back in. 
uh, had a bad back at the end of last year, so they're being a little bit careful. But aside from the baseball aspect of things, Harper was asked about some of the off-the-field stuff, the ways to make the game more fun, and how he watched baseball when he was growing up. I grew up watching a little bit here and there. I wasn't a huge fan of the game. Um, you know, I, like you said, I'd watch, you know, I'd pretty much watch TBS because the Braves were on there, WGN after, you know, and that rolling right into like Family Went Matters and Full House. Um, <laughs> so I'd watch that and then roll into that. So, you know, of course, day game at Wrigley at Sosa and Alu and uh, Pryor and Mark Grace and all these guys. Um, Grace was before that, I think. But, um, you know, I, I did enjoy the game and I, under, I understood the game a little bit. Um, but I think I think the thing is, is just being able to um, promote guys the right way. I think promoting the game is huge, of course. Um, I think uh, other sports do a great job of that. Um, but also guys got to be willing to do it as well. I think it works on both sides. You know, I think there's certain players that don't want to do it. Um, the more older I've gotten, the more I haven't wanted to do things on a national scale. You know, six hours at a commercial shoot, eight hours at another commercial shoot, you know, photographs, things like that. So you have to be willing to put on the work on both sides, um, you know, but you have to grow the game the best way you can. And I said it actually on starting nine, um, you know, with Dallas Braden and, and Jared, um, I said, you know, the biggest thing is I think you should grow the game in the Olympics. You, know, you really want to grow this game on a national scale. Um, you do it in the Olympics on the biggest stage in the world. Um, being able to play for your country from any country, um, having guys go and, you know, trying to trying to work that out the best way we can to have your big league players in the Olympics on the national stage. Um, I think that's that's pretty incredible to be able to do that. Um, I said, you know, having teammates play against each other. I just imagine, you know, Trout facing Otani. You know, it'd be an incredible experience for the fans. It'd be an incredible experience for the guys. Um, so I think just growing the game on a national on a national scale, uh, making it easier for people to play the game of baseball, uh, making it a little bit more, um, you know, easy on all ends, not just playing travel ball, but, you know, playing rec ball or anything else, uh, but making it easier for kids to be able to get into the game and love the game uh, because it is a great game. Um, so, I mean, I know that's a long answer. Um, but I think it starts with the kids. You know, it starts with kids loving the game of baseball and growing it the right way and understanding that. Um, and then I think everything else will fall into place because you want kids to play the game of baseball because it's a great game. Well, Dave, there's interesting comments there as far as the Olympics are concerned. And it's really, it, it's kind of, it, it, it's something that I think definitely can work. They had tried it in the past with amateurs, not with pros. And so essentially what baseball decided to do was create their own tournament, which was called the World Baseball Classic, which has been pushed back, I think, a couple of years and actually was pretty successful. A lot of fans did go and did watch that in the midst of spring training. But I, I think that that point is definitely well taken. You have all the NBA players playing in the Olympics, and so people see them around the world. But the bottom line is, is as Harper said, and I can tell you this from having a young son and, and, a, and a daughter, obviously, who's followed baseball too, is that it starts when you're very young. You have to love it when you're a kid, either play it or watch it. And if you don't and you grow up and you haven't, it's just baseball's not the kind of sport that you're going to just start picking up when you're 18 years old. It's not going to happen. Oh, it's definitely not going to happen. Like you just, you just don't wake up one day and decide to, you know, just love baseball because it's not really marketed to kids. Uh, and when it is, it's not marketed well to kids you know like it, it really just is one of those things where the people who love baseball kind of liked it their whole lives and i i think probably if i didn't watch baseball when i was young you know when i was 9 10 11 i i certainly don't think that i would pay a lot of attention to it now because there are so many other things going on that are more interesting i liked his point about the olympics though you know one of the things that really brought basketball in the NBA into the Olympics was, you know, the 92 teams and Barcelona and everything like that. Like that had a huge impact on how many people cared about the NBA, cared about uh, American basketball players. And I, I think that that's definitely missing with baseball. All right. Well, what's not missing is fantasy drafts. We're in the midst of one right now. Here's our update for our Raz Slam fantasy draft. And here are my picks rounds 19 through 21, 19 I went to the Marlins well with Brian Anderson. I don't know why he's considered so boring. He plays third base, hits 20 homers, drives in 80. So just give me that as a backup third baseman in my league. 
Drew Smiley, you heard Alex Anthopoulos come on this show touting him. You think I'm not going to listen to a GM on my show telling me who to pick? Okay, thanks. I got him. And then eligibility-wise, I took Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. They moved Elvis Andrews out of town to play Falefa every day at shortstop. He qualifies at third. Davis, that was simply the only reason why I picked him there. I needed some eligibility at those two picks. So uh, any, any thoughts on any of those three selections? At this point, we're getting to the draft where it's backup players for you. And then that's the way it should be when you get to this point. Yeah, I thought the Smiley pick was really strong. We talked about him on the show last week where I think that he's one of those guys who had gains in his strikeout rate that you can believe in because it came with working on his pitch mix, right? He got better at striking guys out because he's getting better at the game theory element of the game. Obviously, the Kiner Falefa pick, I think just any any guys who are locked into 450 plate appearances and qualify in fantasy at multiple positions. I mean, you like that's what you want. Like you have to be chasing that in the, this specific format because you just don't want zeros. You cannot have uh, your fifth outfield spot mm-hmm. getting you zeros. You can't have shortstop getting you zeros in a week or you're going to fall way behind. So as many guys as possible who qualify at multiple spots is the right way to build your team in the latter half of best ball drafts. All right, let's take a look at Davis's picks, rounds 19 through 21. Danny Jansen is a catcher. Of course, uh, Tristan McKenzie coming off a great year, very much penciled into the number three spot in the Indians rotation. So that pick looks really good there at 20. And then Michael Pineda, Davis, people forget that he's still in the league, to be honest. But uh, there he is, and I know that you just made a very big effort from about rounds 20 through now of, of just really going heavy on starting pitching. Yeah, got to load up on starting pitching because, look, half the guys you draft are going to go on the IL at some point. Some of them are going to get Tommy John and be out for the year, right? A couple of the guys, a couple of the pitchers you take, you're going to get 40 innings out of them. That's just the way that it goes. Pineda is, to me, a great example of a guy who is better in this format than he is in Roto. He is going to have some crazy blow-up starts because of how home run prone he is. I mean, if you just look at his home runs per nine over the last four years, he was like just he's one of the worst in terms of giving up home runs. He'll destroy your ratios in Roto. But in in best ball and in points, it doesn't matter because you're only getting his good starts. And Pineda, by the way, is a guy I expect to get a bunch of innings relative to other starting pitchers. I think he should get to 150. I think he should be able to start 25, 28 games. And so if I can pluck off 12 good starts from there, I I feel pretty good about taking him. Here's Brett's picks. Let's bring him in real quick here. I I know we're running out of time. Dustin May, Brandon Nimmo, Wilmer Flores, uh, one Met, one current Met, one past Met, and Dustin May, Brett, for you. Give Give me one guy of the three here that you like a lot. I actually really like Dustin May in this format, Craig. Uh, I guess some people will be scared of a guy that could be a reliever or a starter, but I think that kind of plays in our format. Maybe he fills in for Kenley Jansen, gets me a few saves. Maybe he starts a few times as the fifth starter if a guy gets pulled late or something. So I actually like him, and he's really you know, a talented pitcher. So even if he is just in a reliever, his role, his innings won't be terrible for me. So uh, I took a shot there on a young guy, but I like Dustin May. Yeah, and I'll tell you this, Brett, 20th round, getting a leadoff hitter on a good team in Major League Baseball is almost impossible. So good job there getting uh, getting Nimmo. Flores, I think, will play 300, 400 plate appearances, but the Nimmo pick there, I, I mean, a, a, the leadoff hitter on the Mets? Supposed to be good? Seems like a good pick there. Golf preview, the Honda Classic in my area, Palm Beach Gardens, coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. It is, of course, another weekend on the PGA Tour and a tournament that I have been to many times and a place that I've actually played at this weekend is going to be the Honda Classic at PGA National and, of course, Davis all over this at Daily Roto. Davis, the interesting part for the Honda Classic is it used to be uh, played either right before or right after they played their tournament in Doral. Uh, in Miami, mm-hmm. and then they changed that to the World Golf Championship, and then they got rid of that tournament entirely. So the notion was the Honda Classic was going to be the beneficiary of having some of the best players in the world, and that clearly has not happened. It's gone the other way there. The other part of this, too, which was fascinating, was I live about an hour from Palm Beach Gardens, which is where the Astros and Nationals play, and about 15 minutes from where the Marlins and Cardinals play. So on my trips to Jupiter, And to Palm Beach to see spring training, I always had to time it on Saturdays and Sundays to make sure I was not on the road when these tournaments were just starting or just ending because the traffic was just insane. That's what I remember most about the Honda Classic. I don't get the feeling that I'm going to have to deal with that this year. And honestly, there are some names that I do recognize in this tournament, but this was a really big premier event. Wasn't always played, by the way, at PGA National. It's moved around a little bit, but... Uh, here we are this weekend, one of the tougher courses, I think, to play. At least for me, it was, it was it was a disaster. I think I hit it in the water like eight times. Well, let me tell you, this is uh, not a premier event on the PGA Tour this year. In terms of field strength, uh, this is probably, it w- if, it, if not the worst main event, it will be close to the lowest field strength of any event this year. Uh, the betting mm-hmm. is being headlined by Daniel Berger, uh, Sung J M, Lee Westwood, Joaquin Neiman, and Adam Scott. These guys are second tier, third tier PGA professionals, right? No majors there. Berger, M, Neiman. Uh, I, I can't remember if Westwood has won one or not. Adam Scott has won uh, a major, but the, and Daniel Berger, by the way, playing through a rib injury right now, and there's been a lot of scuttlebutt that he is going to withdraw, that he you know, maybe is going to try and tough it out if he's in contention, right? If he's firing off a good round Thursday, Friday, he's sitting there in eighth place, he'll hang out for the weekend. But, you know, if he's sitting T53 on Friday, probably going to, you know, peace out, take it easy, you know, watch, watch March Madness with the rest of us on the weekend. So as a result, I do think that you can bet Sung J M and Joaquin Neiman and expect that uh, expect that their numbers will be better if Daniel Berger withdraws. The crazy thing about this tournament is exactly what you mentioned, Craig. There's water. I mean, there is water everywhere on this golf course. It's only a par seventy, so you miss out on two of those extra par fives. Par fives are you know where a huge chunk of the scoring, the birdies, the eagles come from. Obviously, in PGA Tour scoring, so it just makes this event. Very hard to predict because obviously Sung JM could be having a great round, right? He could be he could be three under, get to a hole with water, chunk one off, you know, get a bad bounce. He's in the water. All of a sudden, the leaderboard has been flipped on its head. And those are things that guys, you know, for the most part, it's it's hard to control a lot of those things. So I expect there to be a lot of live in-play betting opportunities at this golf tournament. I, I need you to give me the scouting report, though, from the course. Like, how, like, compared to TPC Sawgrass, for example, how much more difficult does this course play? Um, it, it's not as hard as, as Doral's hardest. I would say Doral has the hardest of the three. 
Um, I forget which one that I'm thinking of. That Dur- Durrell has the uh, the black course or something like that. I, I, can't, I can't remember. One one of the Durrell ones is impossible. Uh, and then yeah. and then this one is tougher than than uh, than Sawgrass. Yeah, yeah, I, I would yeah. say so. But you know, the, the thing that really perplexes me, Davis, maybe you have more of an answer for this. We talked about Bay Hill. Look how I played there too a couple of of, of weeks ago. But what, what is going on here in Florida where we have the best weather in the country in the month of March and into April and we're losing like a lot of the major tournaments and the, and the interest with Bay Hills going down and the, on the classics going down. There's no tournament in Miami anymore. Uh, obviously, Jacksonville's always going to have their tournament there and it's a really big one. But I, I, we, we used to wonder back when uh, when Tiger Woods was playing clearly and playing at a very high level, the anticipation for him to play in this tournament and even in Miami, mm-hmm. was off the charts. It would be a daily part of our sports routine when I was covering sports just universally here at TV stations and radio stations. We'd be clicking every day. I wonder if he's going to play. I wonder if Tiger Woods, who's going to be in the field. I, I honestly didn't even know that the tournament was this weekend, and that just tells you something. Yeah, it does, and I think it's a function of where it's at in the schedule because some guys, they came down here to play the Players' Championship, right? That was a super strong field, DJ and Rom and Bryson, and Mm -hmm. even in this field, you do see a couple of the guys. Um, Matt Wallace is one of them, Uh, you know, a couple of the Euro guys. They came over here from the European Tour. They're here, but what they're here for is to play Augusta, and so... Some of the guys are using this week as their off week, and they'll play next week. Some of them are already in Georgia. Some of them are already there getting their, you know, their Airbnb, their rental house set up. They get, they're there with their wife and their kids or whatever, and they're just playing practice rounds in and around in Georgia. They're staying there for the next three weeks. They're getting ready to play there because they're not – like a lot of those guys – don't are under no pressure to keep their tour card, right? D- like Dustin Johnson's not going to lose his tour card. Sure. Who we always say is not going to lose his tour card. So they're getting ready for the seminal event on the calendar. What you see at this event, we have lots of young guys in the field, right? Uh, a lot of the guys who are graduating off of the Corn Ferry Tour, a lot of the guys who are not locked in to having their co- tour card next year and need a win, need high finishes to stay locked in to their tour card. And the Masters is the thirty first. Uh, Masters Where, is April, April eighth, uh, ninth, tenth, and eleventh um, is is going to okay. be that weekend. Yeah. So getting yeah. into betting here uh, at this event, I definitely think what you want to look for is guys who are very accurate off the tee, guys who play well on difficult golf courses and guys who have not won yet on tour this year. This is now that we are, you know, we're three months into the golf season. Something that I like to do is look for guys who have been playing well, guys who've been grinding out T20s, but haven't found that win yet. Because once a guy wins on the PGA Tour, his number is destroyed forever. Corey Connors wins, his number's cut in half for the next year. Uh, You know, basically you're, you're just sitting there looking at a spot where you're not getting a good number. So one of the guys I definitely wanted to highlight on the on uh, the card this week is Brandon Wu. He is only the world number 163, but he is a Corn Ferry Tour graduate. He won the Corn Ferry Tour championship, absolutely crushed uh, the Corn Ferry Tour last year, just top 10 after top 10 after top 10. Had a T7 at the Puerto Rico Open, which was uh, his first PGA Tour event. So this is a guy who is basically unbeknownst to a majority of the golf market at this point. So you can get him there at 65 to one. He is getting a little bit of hype from guys like me, right? Guys who are our big golf nerds. We love to track the corn Ferry tour. We love to track these guys. So I I'm definitely interested in him. Wyndham Clark is another one. So he doesn't fit the hyper accurate off the T model, but he, when he is playing well, is one of the best drivers of the ball on tour. I would compare him to the uh, the budget brand, the value brand, Bryson DeChambeau. He smokes the ball off the tee, has a terrible short game. I mean, you'll, you'll see him make some chips and some approaches that you're like, oh, man, if I was standing over that ball, I could have done, you know, about as good as him there. But he also is a very strong putter. So, it you know... We, and we we don't I I do not like to talk about non quantitative stuff like this that often, but when Wyndham Clark gets hot, 
he just absolutely crushes. When when he is dropping the twelve footers, he is you know one of you you take him standing over a twelve footer over guys who have won five major championships. And then Tringali is another one that our our friends over at Data Golf really like. Um, they they think that he should be listed at closer to like thirty to one. So forty five to one on the FanDuel Sportsbook is a great number on Cameron Tringali. Is there a tournament next week before before the Masters, or or uh, what, what's coming up on the tour? Yeah, so there is. I mean, the 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 they never want to they never want to stop the uh, the money printer from running. So we are going to have another tournament next week. It's a really interesting one. It is the WGC Match Play. So the sixty four best golfers in the world they play in pods of four. Then the two winners of the pod advance, and then it goes right. into a bracket. Like March Madness, they they love that little cross promotion there. Then uh, over that same time frame, there is a alternate event, which is basically where you know uh, official World Golf ranking three hundred through one hundred and fifty go down to uh, Corrales in uh, the Dominican Republic to play. Then the historical uh, event that always precedes the Masters is the Valero Texas Open, where they cut the greens really short. They, re- they let the rough up really high. There are even a couple holes at the Valero Texas Open Golf Course that are modeled after the holes at Augusta. Now, in previous years, that was a super prestige event, right? Everyone who was ready to play the Masters would go play there. This year, it's going to be the anti. It's going to be a worse field than this. You're going to have you're going to have guys really you've well. never heard of trading at fourteen to one because no one wants to risk the positive COVID test, right? No yeah, one wants to fly true. or travel. Everyone wants to get to Augusta, get their negative tests, and be ready to go. So that's where we are at in the golf world right now. Interesting. Yeah, I know that no PGA Tour professionals were are given access to the tournament for the first. I mean, I know they didn't have it last year until late, but this is the first time ever with fans that no PGA Tour pros are allowed to go. Uh, to the Masters this year. Really interesting. But nonetheless, we'll have a lot of coverage on that for you guys right here on uh, Fantasy Sports today. All right, coming up next, it's time for us to kick in a little fantasy reality. Among the topics we're going to discuss, Tyrod Taylor's tenure upcoming in Houston. What could that possibly look like? Also, NBA Top Shot Pack. I'm sure you saw a lot of people last night trying to buy packs. What will this look like next year this time? Tell you next SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If AJ Green eventually has a bust in Canton, Ohio, it's going to say many, 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 many years in Cincinnati. And then he played for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Davis, that's the only way I could describe this. This is probably, I would guess, uh, his last year, probably in the NFL, even if he makes it uh, out of camp. He was just 
uh, a phenomenal receiver, potential Hall of Famer, but Davis uh, saying that he was an epic disappointment last year would be putting it mildly. He had Joe Burrow for the first half of the season throwing. Um, you know, injury sort of derailed him, I, w- I would guess, is kind of the end game to him. But I- interesting story because we know his name. But beyond that, isn't Arizona kind of loaded already a wide receiver? Uh, loaded, I guess it depends on how you feel about Christian Kirk, depends on how you feel about Andy Isabella. I've been a, a longtime supporter of those guys, and it really bums me out that A.J. Green is going to come in and take playing time away from Andy Isabella, who like has like four three flat speed, a guy I've wanted to see be unleashed for a long time. I already am in the mind of high-stakes fantasy football players. These guys can't help themselves. You show them a 33-year-old vet guy on a new team, they can't help themselves. They're going to be drafting A.J. Green in the eighth round. I just, I, I'm seeing the movie play out in my mind, and I'm already embarrassed for these people. Did Fitzgerald retire? I don't. I think he's coming back again. I mean, best I can tell, they're still planning on having him back, but you never know. I guess maybe that's there's insurance there. I'll give you my prediction: AJ Green doesn't play uh, down this year. All right, fantasy or reality? Let's kick it to some NFL to start here. Tyrod Taylor signs a one-year deal with the Houston Texans. Fantasy or reality, Davis? Uh, Taylor will start at least one game at quarterback for Houston in twenty twenty one. Stone Cold Reality, FanDuel Sportsbook. If uh, if you guys are watching the show, if you guys are following along, please make this a prop. I will bet the yes at whatever number you put it at. This is Tyrod Taylor's destiny, right? Happened last year with Justin Herbert. Happened the year before with Baker Mayfield. Going to happen this year with whoever the quarterback is in Houston, whether they are able to finagle a trade and it becomes Zach Wilson, it becomes Trey Lance, whoever it is, he will start one game. Even if it's Derek Carr, even if it's uh, it, you know Mitch Trubisky, doesn't matter who it is, Tyrod will find his way to start one game. Something that people don't realize is quarterback injuries have gone way up in the NFL over the last couple of years. In 2019, 56 different quarterbacks started a game because of how many injuries there were at the position. Last year, we saw a bunch of different quarterbacks start games. I don't have the exact number off the top of my head. But yeah, I mean, Tyrod will start at least one game for sure. Yeah, I got reality on this too. I don't think it will be to open the season because I think that either they'll make a trade for a quarterback in the deal, as you mentioned with Miami. If it's a draft pick and his name is Lawrence or Wilson, then I do believe that that player is going to start at the beginning of the season. If it's your guy, Trey Lance, I could see Taylor opening up the season as the starting quarterback with Lance coming in, I don't know, week four, week five, something like that. Uh, It's funny when Joe PZP was hosting the show, we had some epic battles on Tyrod Taylor and, uh, and and Justin Herbert, and I still maintain, even though Herbert clearly is very good and just far better than Tyrod Taylor probably ever will be, I thought Taylor got a huge raw deal last year. If I was him, I'd be suing uh, the Chargers for them you know, injecting him or whatever, hurting him and causing him to lose his job. I thought that was a horrible deal. I thought they should have stuck with Taylor even though I know Herbert was much better, he played much better, and that was the right choice, I just felt awful that that was the way that he ended up losing his job. But I'll go reality. I will say that fantasy week one, reality, though, over the course of the season. You're right, injuries are, are way up. Okay, so NBA Top Shop packs went on sale again yesterday. Everyone is now in on this, making it virtually impossible to get a pack like Davis did months ago. It was, it was easy for him to cash in, cash out on some of the things that he did. And this is, this is a very tough one for me because I like to think ahead into memorabilia, sports, investments, things along that line. And, and we're not experts. We're guessing. But, Davis, what do you think? One year from now, March 17, 2022, NBA Top Shot will still be hot in 2022. Fantasy or reality? I mean, to me, this is a reality because as every day – continues right this is the this is the lindy effect in finance they talk about it you know every day that a trend continues every day that something exists uh the mortality rate of that thing decreases uh this is a phenomenon that's been observed you know back in the the 1960s it was a big part of nasim taleb's book anti-fragile and every day that top shot continues to sign up new users every day just in general non-fungible tokens and digital collectibles are in the news. I mean, you can't open up Bloomberg or the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times without reading about non-fungible tokens, about digital artwork that's being sold for millions and millions of dollars online. 
And of all of these digital collectibles, the most approachable and the easiest one for anyone to use is Top Shot. You can use your credit card, you buy packs, it's very easy to access your collection. If you want to buy one of these very expensive digital collectibles like uh, you know, the, the CryptoPunks or some of this other digital art, you have to have an Ethereum wallet. Now, you and I, we're ahead of the times. We know how to use an Ethereum wallet. We know how to get on MetaMask. Like we, we know what we're doing. But if I, was to tell, if I was to call my dad and say, hey, you need to set up an Ethereum wallet so you can buy this uh, Kansas City Chiefs thing. You know, Patrick Mahomes is coming out with his NFT. He'd be lost. He would have no idea where to begin. And so I, I think that Top Shot is at the forefront of something that's going to be huge over the next decade in Western society and Eastern society, just world society in general. I think we will see digital collectibles be one of the biggest growth markets. And I think Top Shot is the most accessible way for people to get into digital collectibles right now. Yeah, it's really interesting for me because with all the knowledge that I have of this, I still have yet to buy a single pack on Top Shot or even try, which is scary. And, and I, I really don't even have the answer for why I have not, because I am so uh, well-educated in cryptocurrency. The one thing that I will say is I'm going to play the other side of this. I definitely think NBA Top Shot will still be around. I don't think it will be this hot. I think something mm -hmm. else will have taken over. And the reason why I say that is kind of like watching the football player, watching the baseball player, and closing my eyes and thinking, what does this remind me of? And if I can't come right. up with it, that's my problem. I can't come up with anything that's been like this that has had the sustaining power for a year. I just can't. Maybe I'm missing something here, and it's no indictment on this. It's just that what is that thing that came out in a year? It was super hot, and then a year later, everyone was still after it. I, I don't know. I, I, I really am having a hard time thinking of that. I believe it'll be around. Uh, I believe it'll be more commercialized. I think it'll be easier to get packs. I think it'll be may, may end up becoming more collectible than it is investment-wise, financial. So I'm going to say fantasy. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll be this hot. I still am a big believer in NFTs, and I do think that this is the future without a doubt. I just don't think this platform. I think another platform will come in and be hotter than uh, than NBA Top Shot. Maybe the NFL. Maybe that's what we'll be looking at a year from now. I'm not sure. Okay, back over to sports cards. We go. And if Shohei Otani's card, if you thought his card is hot, and it is, there's only one hotter right now in baseball based on spring training performance, and that is Bobby Wood Jr. of the Kansas City Royals, who has a Bowman Chrome autograph that two months ago you could have bought for 400 or 500 bucks. It is now well over 1000 Summer two, summer three. I've seen some four and five. This dude's never played a single game in the big leagues. Of course, he was a very high draft pick. So, Davis, somebody's coming up to you. They're handing you $2,000. You're at the National in July or you're at a sports card show right now, and you can only buy one card. You would buy a Bobby Wood Jr. Bowman Chrome Auto with that $2,000. Fantasy or reality? So this one's very specific to me because I'm a Kansas City Royals fan, and I am a big Bobby Wood Jr. fan. By the way, Nicky Lopez today removed from the Kansas City Royals lineup due to injury. Dayton Moore, uh -oh. we know you listen. We know you watch. There's already a guy on the roster who's ready to come in, play second base, and hit some home runs. I know I know you're thinking about it. You just need to go ahead and pull that trigger. I'll say reality because this is just something I would want. I wouldn't even I don't even really know if I would buy a Bobby Witt Jr. PSA 10 Bowman Chrome autograph to sell it or to flip it. I would just want it, right? I, I just bought uh, I showed you the other day a Dak Prescott PSA 10 Don Russ optic because yeah. I love mm -hmm. Dak, right? That I'm not gonna I mean maybe I'll sell it someday, but I just want <laughs> that card. I just I just want it. I want to collect it. I want to look at it, I want right. to hold it, and I feel the same way about this one. The only other guy who could compete with Bobby Wood Jr. spot in my heart right now would be a Shohei Otani Bowman Chrome, or I guess Topps Chrome is actually his most desirable autograph, mm -hmm. PSA 10. That one, uh, that one would be very close for me as well. Yeah, I have a few Otani cards. None are the autograph, but ironically bought them all raw, all 10s. First time that's ever happened with me. Sent in four Otani cards, got all 10s, still have those, Davis. So we'll talk after the show. Uh, this is a fantasy, without a doubt. This is a sell time on Bobby Witt Jr. I, I, look, he may be a star and he may end up being Trout, but the odds are against that. Uh, I'm buying Magic Johnson, Larry Bird's rookie. I'm buying Michael Jordan's second card in Fleer. I'm buying Willie Mays' 
rookie card or second I mean, rookie probably can't get, but let's say his second card in a low end three or four. I, 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 I do take risks, but I would say this. If you're looking to flip and make a buck, this is 100% a card to buy because you're probably, by the time you get it after buying it, can turn it over and make three or 400 bucks. If he gets announced that he's going to start the season with the team, that's a foregone conclusion. But this is the difference between being a flipper, a salesperson, as opposed to getting something that you like. And for me, with the $2,000, I probably would be getting something that I really like and I want to enjoy. And for me, it would be one of those cards that I mentioned but I do have to say that one of the best buys that you can make right now, and just from a longer term investment, because eventually there will come a day that this will happen, but Willie Mays is, is arguably the greatest living sports athlete alive right now. Like there is that argument to be made. Certainly Michael Jordan, you could put him number one. You could put LeBron James, you could put Bill Russell uh, some of the football players that we mentioned, uh, Jerry Rice in the past. Baseball, Willie Mays is number one living all time, without a doubt, and right up there with all other athletes as well. Uh, Willie Mays is a great buy. Just any card that you could ever get of Willie Mays. Vintage, doesn't matter what condition it is, it's going up. Guaranteed. There is no doubt. That's investment advice from me, baseball, that I'm not afraid to say. 10%, 20%, there's no risk on Willie Mays whatsoever. So, Davis, there you go. Buy, buy yourself a Willie Mays card. I never saw Willie Mays play, by the way. I was too young. But just the way I, uh, I, I actually, growing up, like I, I loved baseball so much growing up, and I was such a nerdy little kid. I, I read so many books about baseball, and one of my, one of my favorite ones was, uh, was a Willie Mays biography. I, I and Joe DiMaggio too. I read a great one of mm-hmm. him. DiMaggio was a, was a fascinating guy. I agree with you though. Like it, it, it just all depends on your goals. I mean. If I wanted to buy something to collect, I'd buy Bobby Wood Jr. If I was trying to, you know, just flip Willie Mays, uh, Barry Bonds, guys like that, I, I think are, you know, much, much safer bets. Yep. All right. Well, we have the Sports Grid 60 coming up, so make sure you stay with us and stay on the grid. Programming note, we'll be right back here tomorrow at noon Eastern. We had Braves GM Alex Anthopoulos on the show uh, last week. This week, it's going to be Orioles GM Mike Elias. He'll be with us on tomorrow's show. And then on Friday, I will be stepping out, and our college basketball coverage will be stepping in for four days straight, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Davis will be holding it down for me on Friday and Monday from noon to 4 Eastern right here on Fantasy Sports Today as we shift over to in-game live so make sure you tune in to the tournament coverage but we'll wrap it up with the sports grid 60 here on this wednesday hope you stay with us we'll be right back SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. It is time now to end our program here for this Wednesday. And without further ado, we turned over to Davis Maddock. He probably has a pick coming up in his fantasy draft. You got to get him out of here and get him over there to make some picks. So, Davis, what do you got today for your SportsGrid 60? You know what? I, I'm just ticked off with the Arizona Cardinals. What is it with this A.J. Green? What is it with this Larry Fitzgerald? Why are we doing this, Cliff? You have Kyler. He's so young. He's so fast. He's so talented. You have Chase Edmonds. You played Kenyon Drake over Chase Edmonds. You played Larry Fitzgerald over Andy Isabella. You never let Christian Kirk play in the role that he was best suited for. Why won't you let me love you? I want to love the Arizona Cardinals. I want you guys to score 35 points a game. I want you to run 80 plays a game on offense. Why are we signing A.J. Green? Why are we keeping Larry Fitzgerald around? What What are you doing, Cliff? You, you run the offense you ran in college, but run it with an actual good quarterback and watch the points flow like the wine from Capistrano, my friends. Be better, Cliff. Yeah, I'm a proud Andy Isabella dynasty owner who has, I mm-hmm. think, one year left on his contract. Uh, bad pick by me there. Not doing well in the dynasty league. I think three years of horrible records. But uh, uh, one thing that is is burning me up a little bit is is the same fantasy questions that I get over and over again. I think a lot of people know that I cover the the Miami Marlins. For better or for worse, most things on them I'll get right, of course, because I'm dealing with their organization and asking the right questions. But the same question just keeps coming up, who's their closer for 2021? And I simply don't expect people to uh, follow me on Twitter. But if you do and you do follow fantasy, how is it that you're not taking like 30 seconds to literally just go to my feed and see that I said less than 24 hours ago that the closer is going to be Anthony Bass. I fixed the problem. I tweeted it out. I pinned the tweet. Everybody now knows the answer. You don't even have to take 10 seconds to go look at my timeline. It's right there at the top. Thanks again to James at LTN. For Brett, Danny, and Ryan, I'm Craig Mish. Uh, Davis Maddock, of course, will be back with me tomorrow right here on Sports Grid. Looking forward to seeing you then at noon. Have a great day, everybody. See ya. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.